Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hey, What the Suck family. As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. The seductive Yvette Vickers. Attack oh, of the giant leech. Oh, I will suck you dry. <laughs> what? No. You suck. Good evening, campers, and welcome back to What the Suck Podcast. This is James. And as always, I'm Chris. Well, you, you, you. <laughs> yeah, as always. As I'm, always. always. Okay, yeah. good. Cool. Well, folks, tonight we have the 1959 special, The Giant Leeches. Also known as Attack of the Giant Leeches. But that's what I just said. No, you said just said giant leeches. I did. Hold on. See? Oh, well, shit. Yeah. That's, okay. That's why I said well, also that's what known the motherfucking that's what the page said. Yep, Shit. Not not this advertisement <laughs> though. All right, cool. Crawling horror rising from the depths of hell to kill and conquer. Attack of the Giant Leeches in an independently made 1959 black and white science fiction horror film produced by Gene Corman and directed by Bernard L. Kowalski. Nice. I like that name Kowalski. Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah, Grand Torino. Oh yeah. It stars Ken Clark, Yvette Vickers, and Jan Shepard. Says Jan, but I'm going to go with Jan. He's giving people all <laughs> kinds of different ethnicities now. Okay, James, sure. Of course. Sure. Jan Shepard. Jan. The screenplay was written by Leo Gordon, so if it sucks, we're going to find him and beat the shit out of him. He's probably dead by now, so. He might be. Yeah. <laughs> 
the film was released by American International Pictures on a double bill with a bucket of blood. A bucket of blood. Hey, sounds like a future uh, possibility, actually. I think so. Later, in some areas in 1960, leeches played on a double bill with the Roger Corman film House of Usher, which I have heard of. Yes. Attack of the Giant Leeches was one of a spat of creature features produced during the 1950s in response to Cold War fears. A character in the film speculates that leeches have been mutated to giant size by atomic radiation. Of course. Yep. Where do you think fuck Godzilla came from? Gojira. From nearby Cape Canaveral. Oh, you're going to blame us now. Yep. The synopsis reads as such. A deprived, blood-sucking, sinister force, I, I love it already, Yeah, is terrorizing the backwoods. Oh, backwoods, I love it. <laughs> Anything in the backwoods is classic. Fucking A, right. When flirtatious sex pot, hey, this even this is getting better all uh, No, already. this is fantastic. Well, the flirtatious sex pot, Liz Walker, the seductive Yvette Vickers, mm. is thrown into the swamp by her jealous husband, you fucking bastard. Bruno Vesota. Not Bruno Mars? Okay. I don't know. It's not a Bruno. No. Not Bruno Mars. Okay. She's taken hostage by giant leeches. Hostage. Um, okay. Are they, and held are, captive. What are they asking for? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want your blood, bitch. I want I want all the all to be positive, all negative That's negative right. blood you got, motherfucker. That's right. In small, unmarked containers. That's right. That's right. She is held, taken hostage in, by giant leeches and held captive in their underwater cavern of horror. Uh, I think they're overdoing it just a I bit. I think so. They started off strong. <laughs> they're ending really fucking weak. <laughs> Stupid shit. Yeah. Other town folk are soon abducted by the leeches, joining Liz in the monster's subterranean lair. The locals desperately battle the mammoth leeches in an explosive climax. I think they're overselling it a Wait bit. Wait a minute. We got... We got seductive Yvette Vickers. Blood-sucking. Blood-sucking. sex pot. And an explosive and climax. And a climax. This is a 1950s softcore porn. <laughs> I'm guessing so, brother. Yeah. All right. Well, it stars Ken Clark, Yvette Vickers, Jan Shepard, as we mentioned before. We also have Michael Emmett, Tyler McVeigh, Bruno Vesota, Gene Roth, Dan White, and George Cesar. It's directed by Bernard L. Kowalski, written by Leo Gordon, produced by Gene Corman, which I think I've already said all this, so mm -hmm. if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. Exec executive producer Roger Corman, 1959, black and white, with a running time of a merciful 62 minutes. Man, that is, that is fantastic. That's perfect. Yeah. How did you come to find out about this movie, James? Well, actually, when we were going through this, we come up with the idea that we are going to run through the decades because uh -huh. we want to give every decade a voice. Here. Well, not every decade, but well, not every, but the only you know all the decades with sound. Okay, you know I ain't gonna do no '40s horror movie because God knows those are yeesh. Uh, but everything we do is yeesh. Well, we were just looking it up by year, and I saw this, and the name caught me immediately. So you've never seen this before? I have never seen this movie before. All right. Ever. All right. Well, neither have I. Why the fuck would I? I mean, but... Because it's supposed to be a 1959 <laughs> independent cult classic, I think. Well, we shall see, my friend. We shall see. All, All right. right. Well, well, let's cover the uh, rating system. As you know, we use shit emoji scales, and we have one through five ratings. And inverted we'll, scale. Inverted. Yes. Yes, inverted. 
So, in other words, the more shits, the worse it is. The shittier it obviously. is. Obviously. Yes. Obviously, yes. So, here we go. Out of one out of five shits, you're going to keep it in your queue. These are your new classics, ones to watch over and over, and you will get endless enjoyment out of them. I Hopefully. Think, and these are the ones we definitely recommend. Absolutely. Two out of five shits, you're going to watch these only with friends who really enjoy shitty movies, like my buddy Chris over there. We've been doing this a long time, even before we started this. See? They're not for everyone. No. Best with a group who like to riff or play drinking games. Cervezas. That's an absolute kick. I love doing it. Uh, we got three out of five shits. You know, you want to at least share these with friends. Watch them only if you have nothing better to do and prepare to drink heavily while watching. Right. Trust me. Yes, you'll need it. Four out of five shits. This is where it starts to get to the slippery slope. Watch once with friends. Trust me, that will be enough. There are all, These are the ones that are so strange you may not want to see them more than once, but you at least want to share the misery with your friends. Exactly. And hope they don't kick your ass or leave. Or be, or not be your friend anymore. <laughs> Smack you over the head with a beer. Steal your girlfriend. Bash you over the head with a beer bottle and, and walk the fuck out. Take all your fucking candy. Anyway, five out of five. The Fica de la Matter, the worst of the worst. You only bring these out on special occasions. Forced double dates. The in-laws are in town. You know, when you're finished, you want to remove them with your from your memory with a mind-altering substance or my absolute favorite, the blunt force trauma. That's because you are a violent motherfucker, James. Yes, I recommend the Negan bat with the uh, barbed wire. With the barbed wire. Okay. Absolutely. Smack yourself or have one of your friends do it. Or I you mean. can even do the uh, Steve bat from Stranger Things, which has a bunch of nails sticking out of it. Oh, yes. Or... My favorite, dive headfirst off a balcony somewhere. Kind of takes plenty. care of the whole thing for you. I think it's yeah. I think it's easier to find a bat than a balcony. But if you find one, go for it. Do it. Absolutely. And I would just like to let everybody know before we get into the review here that we are going to have a guest in the studio next week. Um, probably the next couple of weeks, we're going to start having uh, a third arm here on the show to uh, add a little enhancement. Uh, we are going to get our friend Joe Brita back with from Old Omble Distillery. He will be back uh, at a future date. And what do you got, Chris? Uh, and uh, my wife will be joining us at one point. God bless her probably, soul. She's in trouble. <laughs> probably for our next episode. She uh, she has been completely supportive of what we do, and she puts up with our she shit. puts up with our shit, and uh, she. Thought it'd be a lot of fun to be on and be forced to watch one of these shitty movies. So yeah, we're gonna see on. what we're gonna see how she reacts because yeah. she has a very unique style about her. And then we got a few more in the pipeline that we're working on, yep. uh, not confirmed yet. But uh, I think the first part of the season will have quite a few uh, guests. Yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm hoping so. Well, with that being said, my friend, what do you say we dive into this thing? Do we have to? Yeah. Fine, we do. Fuck hey, you, you Fuck made me you. watch Zozo, bitch. Whatever. Fuck that. I quit. <laughs> I'm out of here. Bye, bitches. Woods of the Everglades, the boys had only the storekeeper's woman to talk about. You want something, Cal? I sure do, honey. 
I'd know how to take care of a woman like you, dude. Then, out of the swamp's depths, again appears horrifying, mysterious creatures thirsting for lover's blood. What are these giant mutations whose attack on people sends the whole countryside on an endless search? Whatever killed those people is still in that lake, and it's going to take more than dynamite to get it out. And then brings them back to life to gratify their distorted desires. never disappoint do they chris no they never do <laughs> man this 60 minutes felt like 60 hours it was bad you know the, well, well but that's the name of the game indeed it is it opens up of course in the swamp of all places of course you can have leeches you gotta have a swamp with a moonshining hillbilly walloping through the uh is there any other kind of hillbilly uh no not that i know of brother. pretty much moonshining and it comes up and it He's just, for no reason, you see him shooting at this Johnny Mop floating in the water. And you're like, what the hell? And it squeals and shit. So you're like, okay, this must be one of the leeches. Unless you don't see it. Yeah. Well, then he takes a big old slug out of the jug, just like they normally do. You know, the old hillbilly, put it on your elbow and tilt it up and take a big old slug. (laughs) And then you get the generic black label, plain ass block credits. Yep, black font, no white st- background. No style whatsoever, like nope. a blank, regular Word doc with no <laughs> no yeah. flair. Yeah, we, we can easily recreate it on Microsoft Word. Well, we get the crap credits and opens up after the crappy credits with the hillbilly director's meeting at the local filling station. You know, so the local 609 hillbillies, you know. This is, the, this is their <laughs> Whataburger where people come late at night to hang out. Yep, the one place in town where everybody can gather up and talk. And drink some shine. Well, you got 15 hillbillies in there, and you got one smooth-talking pimp motherfucker. I think that's uh, the one I call Bing in this one. No, that's not Bing. That's not Bing? No, it's not Bing. Or was that the other one? No, that was, no, that was Cal. Yeah. Cal the pimp. Yeah. yeah. And I think this movie probably made in like 1931, and they released it in 59 because the film quality did not look like 1959. It, yeah, they they bought like dollar store film to <laughs> film this fucking thing. Something on. the looked the, like old school kaleidoscope. It was so fucking shit. dark. It was hard to make half of the shit out that was going on on Very the screen. Dark. Very dark and not dark in a good way. Dark no. as in what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Yeah, change the scene to some fat dude saying, baby, please, baby, please. Baby, begging, please. Baby, begging, please. Begging some fat bitch. <laughs> he was a fat bitch. He was a fat bitch. We're going to call him fat, uh, Bill, fat William Conrad from here on out. That's what I, I basically adopted his name because, you know, if y'all want to look it up, go ahead and look it the fuck up because I ain't going to explain him, uh, it. Dom DeLuise. Yep, there you go. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Okay, and then we notice in the background while they're arguing, of course, they're arguing and bitching. I lost my place. Oh, they're, they're, to, they're, they're just... Uh, <laughs> I had to catch myself up here. I was like, where in the hell did I leave off? They're just hanging out. They're hanging out. Good in old this, boys. In this, well, I guess drinking and talking. Some little store, and she's calling him a fat ass. I Who's mean, calling she, him a fat ass? He didn't introduce the next character. 
Oh, you know, you're talking about, uh, what was her name? Uh, she was just, I just call her the blonde hoe. Yeah, she's slut bag. Uh, Liz, I think her name was. Yes, her character Liz. name? Yes. Liz the hoe. Liz but, uh, the hoe. And you hear this corny ass, like, stripper music shit playing in the background because obviously she's being introduced as the town slut. You know, so we're like, okay, no problem. Let's move on to the next thing here. And I want to wonder one thing, Chris. In these 50s movies, why is it that every woman is overdressed for every occasion? I mean, they're out in the swamp. They're in the store. It doesn't matter where they're at. They're all dressed in this high-dollar shit. I don't, I don't know why. You it's never just... know when you're going to get discovered and be <laughs> moved to old Hollywood and become yep. a star. We jump scenes, and that happens a lot in this movie. So it was... Like, what the fuck's going on constantly? Because it was very hard cuts, very poor editing. Yeah, it was very, uh, it was very To a very scene bad. with the sheriff in the swamp with some chick, and here's a woman scream. I mean, he's standing, I think he's standing next to a vehicle, and he hears some bitch scream, and he runs over there. And the blonde hoe, who just told fat William Conrad to fuck off and took off, is in the swamp with some sagging bag of fuck that was, you know, apparently been killed by something. That we haven't seen. Oh, yeah. You just show him <laughs> with, like, all this, like, dirt on his face. Like, yeah. he just fell in a pile of and shit. He, and he just rolls dead. Like, all yeah. You see nothing. You don't have any idea. So the sheriff runs up to this woman and pulls her clothes. Lucy the hoe. She, Lucy the hoe? Liz the hoe. Liz the hoe. And he's not the sheriff. He's the uh, forest. Oh, the forest. forest. Oh, yeah, forest, that's right. Um, the, the federal wildlife marshal. Yes, there you go. We'll call him Marshal Will and Holly. There you go. All right. And he pulls her clothes. And we noticed that he shoves his six-shooter right in her fucking face. Yeah. And he I gra- mean, he grabs her, he pulls her close, and his gun is like three inches from her face, pointed straight at her. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing. They, they obviously did not pay attention if to he these got a little too excited, he would have blew yep. her fucking face off. And then we get a quick but useless biological lesson uh, after another hard scene cut. Yeah, I mean, these edits in here are just... They're, they're, yeah. There's no transition. It's just... Because after he pulls her close, and all of a sudden it's, okay, are right, we okay here? And blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, switch. And then we're sitting in a living room somewhere where we get a useless but quick biological lesson on the exploits of the octopi. And it sends our heroic sheriff and his female companion into the swamp. Again, not the sheriff. What, to see what the fuck. No. You keep well, calling him sheriff. He's not a sheriff. He's a he's he's a Ranger Park, the park ranger. <laughs> Ranger Danger, there you Ranger go. Ranger Park, the Park Ranger. Okay, yeah, I keep fucking that up. Sorry, y'all. But I, I see why, because he wears a, I mean, it's black and white. You can't tell what color it is, but he wears a standard sheriff-looking shirt with a star badge on it, So he and he carries a gun and a holster, so he looks like the sheriff, but he's mentioned several times uh, he's, em- yes. he's employed by the state. And but the problem is, not, I think about 80% of the motherfuckers in this movie are wearing badges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he, but he also <laughs> at one point he says he's in charge of making sure the 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 um, wildlife in the area is protected. So he's definitely a game and fish war, a game warden so. or park I ranger. Guess or some so shit. he's he's not a sheriff though. Yeah, well, Bing, well, we call him Bing. That's right, I call him Bing. Well, anyway, we discover that the blonde hoe is an absolute bitch. I'm asking you for the last time, Dave Walker. You answer me, you dirty old man. I ain't dirty, Liz, baby. Liz, baby. Liz, honey. Can't you think of anything else to say, stupid? Because after the scene, apparently, where she's rescued in the swamp by Ranger Danger and gets back to the store, she's in there calling Fat Boy Sal 
<laughs> which is his actual character name. Dave, actually. Is it Dave? Yeah, we thought it was Sal at first. Maybe she was calling him a Sal, S-O-W. That's possible. And then later on, we found out uh, his name was Dave. Yeah, because I was taking my notes. I was like, it sounded like she called him Sal, but then, yeah, Dave. But I call him Fat William Conrad because he looks just like William Conrad. Anyway, he tells him to get stepping. Just tell him get to the, fuck He said, off. pack your bags. You better call Tyrone. Get the fuck and, out. And obviously, he was scared because he got the fuck out. <laughs> well, he had to Puts go make a, a he had to they, go make a delivery. Hey, well, he did. But what's funny is he brings this box out and it's like leaned over and it's full of all these loose groceries, but yet nothing's moving around. It's I think it's obviously glued in place. Hmm. Phony ass fifties props and shit. Well, we then get uh, fucking in the swamp, as I call it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yep, Cal the uh, prick. I, I don't even know what to call this guy, but he was the one who. He was at the store after the uh, woman told him to get stepping, and he told him, you know, don't don't let her get away. Keep her here and blah, blah, blah. And all I'll this. protect her. I'll take care of her for yeah, you, Dave. That's right. And then he goes in, and he goes, hey, you know hey, what you. I want. And she gives him this real Lion King eye. What do you want, Dave? What do you want, Cal? And gives him this real fuck me look. So they take off, and they end up in a swamp fucking. Of course, it's 50-style fucking. They're just yeah, laying on top of each other. And I want to do moving. three hours of heavy petting with the clothes on. Baby. Yep, that's why I guess they call fucking in the fifties. Just lay on top of each other and talk. But <laughs> shit. But then we discover, yep, she's a bitch. All right, she's out there with this dude. And then here come, or like I said, we're waiting, still waiting. We haven't seen any leeches. It's what been are we? Twenty minutes. Uh, Twenty minutes in, right? Twenty minutes in at this point. No leeches, just adulterous antics. That's all we're seeing. Just a bunch of fucking hoes and bitches. Yep. And Fat William Conrad. Which was, this is a pretty good scene I liked. Uh, catches them in the swamp, had them dead to rights with his scatter gun, and the mother, and this dude, which one was this? Cal? Cal, this is Cal, yeah. Yeah. Cal was fucking smarting off to him. Oh, yeah. He, he had a smug look on his face. He had a smug smile. Yeah, quit pointing that gun at me or I'm going to make you eat it and blah, blah, blah. Well, so. I couldn't help it, Dave. It was my penis. <laughs> I just fell and tripped in her vagina. He opens up on him, shoots at his feet. Kablam, forces them to start running through the damn swamp, following behind them, firing blindly just to scare them, finally backs them up into the water. Yep. And he's and then the guy starts begging like a little bitch. You think you learned enough to stay away from a woman, Cal? Oh, oh, anything, Dave! I, I'm over to the I'm over to the county. I, I'll do anything you say, Dave. Anything. And then Dave is like well, you think you learned enough of your lesson to stay away from my wife, Cal? And Cal's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll stay away. I won't, I won't go near her. I, I won't, I won't, I won't touch her. my dick in her I no more. Touch I, her. I won't touch her lady parts. <laughs> and so he's like, Dave's like, okay, well, come on out then. But just as they're about to come out of the swamp. They are abducted by two things swimming in trash bags. Trash bag <laughs> covered <laughs> creature, <laughs> creature feature. A couple of hefty bag monsters with these circular, circular sponge looking things yeah. all glued to it. Pretty fucking sad. They look worse than cosplayers. Yep. So, like I said, we we're about halfway through the movie, and then finally these two frog suit wearing motherfucker leeches show up. Yep, and kidnap Ho and Cal. And Cal and Ho. Cali Ho. Cali Ho. Yep. And apparently, after that scene, he is questioned by the cops. Fat William Conrad, he's questioned by the cops. He's distraught. He's I didn't I didn't kill nobody because you know the bodies were gone. So they thought, hey, you know this fat fuck killed him, mm-hmm. and he's crying. I didn't kill nobody. I swear I didn't kill nobody. Well, anyway, the scene changes. 
And I guess I said anyway, deal with it, bitches. Apparently he hangs himself. Yeah. You, know, you don't see it. It's, it's off screen. It's, it's off screen, of course. Not even, they don't even show his body. He's, he's out of the movie after that. Yeah. Well, after, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, after we discovered that he's hung himself and everything, we get a full exposition dump by old Bing himself, being the, uh, the federal wildlife marshal. Yeah. <laughs> Ranger Park to Park Ranger yep. Blondie. Let's us know about everything that's going on up to this point because you really don't give a shit. You no, you don't give a shit. You, you don't know. You don't care. Don't know. Don't care. It's pretty much over with. Yeah. But holy shit, we finally get to see the culprits because they go down into the goddamn uh, pit where they took Cal and... Yeah, the underwater cave. They took Cal, Cal and, and Ho. Ho. They took it up to the, this little underwater cave. And it's, a, like I said, a bunch of hefty bag wearing motherfuckers, but they've got arms. Yeah. Leeches with Leeches arms. With you heard arms. me correctly. So, so far up to this point, we're over halfway through, and it's been the only attack that these leeches have done in this movie entitled Attack of the Giant Leeches. And what is so funny, they don't just kill them instantly. They give them hickeys. They <laughs> suck to death. Their necks. <laughs> but they're not dead. No. They, 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 they capture them, and they keep them down there, I guess, like a food supply until they suck so them all So they've also captured two hillbillies that went looking for the, right. other, the other two, and right. they captured them and brought them down. So they have four victims now in their hidey hole. Yes. And what was funny is I'm sitting here thinking the whole time, one of them was that heavy-drinking motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, that leech sucking on that neck a long time. He's like, hey, that's some good shit right here. That leech is getting, drunk. Getting swacked. Yep. Getting some moonshine up in there. And then we have our inevitable, inevitable 1950s style search party with torches and hounds. I love it. Cliche. So cliche. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some really stupid music being played. I mean, this is like some of the worst. Well, all, all the music in this in this movie was uh, like stock music. I think you're right. Yeah. It, it it's was like that same... That yeah, it's all the music you would hear in all the 50s independent yeah. films because it was free and it still fit the atmosphere. Yep, and then we get a hard cut. After all the hickeyans going on and done with, they get this, oh God, this god awful, like, oh, I'm stuck. And they're rolling around whining and shit. And then we get a hard cut. And we've got more exposition yeah. from Bing sitting in the living room, another 10, 15 minutes of dialogue talking about octopuses and bullshit. And I'm like, come on, man, move it along here. Let's see some death. Well, finally, we get a good scene where they go in there and they put some dynamite in the swamp. And this is the best, best action so far in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying much. <laughs> Not saying much at all, because the acting is god-awful. <laughs> I mean, I, I try to give credit to the older movies, but the the acting was much better in our last movie, I think we saw the, uh, what was Woman it? Eater. The Woman Eater. No, and that was god-awful, but the acting were, wasn't... It was both bad. They were both yeah, that, equally bad. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, who, who are we fucking kidding here? Yeah, I'm not going to try to both justify shitty. this thing. No, don't. And then what happens, the worst, <laughs> and it's the worst acting, like I said, so far in the movie... They they just gone off the rails. You got all these hill. Oh, go just there, man. I mean, it's just you have to see it to believe it. And so, yes, when you see this, you will get what I mean. And after they set the dynamite off, which was pretty cool, kind of. I mean, it looked like somebody turned on an air tank underwater. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it was. Wasn't pretty, very explosive. <laughs> pretty cheesy. Yeah. They roll out of the pit. You see the uh, the three hillbillies or the two hillbillies and Cal roll out into the water and sink. And they come up dead. 
But they well, they were alive when they rolled out into the water. They looked mostly alive, so we don't know if they died when so they were coming up and they drowned, or if dynamite it, killed them. It doesn't say, but eventually they do come up, they autopsy them, and then they say, oh, they're blood. They were completely drained were of blood, but how were they alive? Exsanguinated. But the thing is, how were they fucking alive? Because I think they were in the last throes of death at that at that one point when they were uh, flopping around like, like fucking suppose. fish. I suppose. Anyway, they float up dead, and I just want, I just was wondering how in the fuck they were alive in the first place only the three guys the the hoe didn't go and and after they get done with that they start having they have another little town meeting get everybody together what we're gonna do here you know all the hillbillies (laughs) yeah you know and there's moonshine jugs laying around and shit well anyway they go on this uh they go on the rescue mission and bing the uh bing and a couple other johnny quest looking motherfuckers embark on a rescue mission which miraculously they have somehow figured out, oh, there must be caverns down here and all this other shit. More exposition crap because, you know, everybody in the 50s was a fucking genius. They knew everything in advance. All right. To this point, folks, this is a true what the suck masterpiece. Literally, the ending starts to take a serious fucking nosedive into stupidity. It's uh, five minutes left, and they finally divine the cause for the giant leeches, which I believe... The old bastard on the shore was talking about Cape Canaveral. I yeah, think. he wondered if Cape, Cape Canaveral yeah. nearby had anything to do with see, it. But you never see anything nope. scientific. You don't see the tests. You know, usually, you know, you might see some chemical leaking into the water. Or you an might A-bomb see go off or something. Something. Yeah. All of a sudden, they just blame it on Cape Canaveral. So, fuck all, you, old You know man. why? Because the government did it. The government. The government did it. <laughs> That damn old government, they at it again. They rescue the hoe. What is that, like 13 of them? <laughs> I don't know, I'm not going to count this time. I, I don't shit. I ain't counting shit. They rescue the hoe, and the one person that actually needed to die. Yeah. So I don't even recall her even having another line in the movie, though. No, I mean, thank God. I know they drug her sorry ass out of the water. They should have just let her die. Uh, there's a stupid, stupid climactic confrontation between Johnny Quest. His uh, partner, Ganji, and then... <laughs> Two leeches underwater. Two leeches underwater with knives. They go into there with a spear gun and knives, yeah. and they finish these damn leeches off, or they, we've hurt them. We're going to go back down and finish them off. Well, then we transition to another scene where they've already pre-wired the entire fucking swamp with dynamite. They put 40 sticks of dynamite down there. 40 sticks of dynamite, and kablam. What was that? Huge explosion, uh-huh. but it clears up in like two seconds. Yeah. It goes off and then blam. There's nothing. no debris, no no splash, no water no droplets from coming down, nothing. Nothing. No. Uh, then you get a bunch of trash bags floating to the surface, and then that's the end. And that's pretty much the end. They embrace corny music keys and the end. The end. Literally, that is it. Yeah. It was a fast hour, colossal. It was <laughs> like the first half hour. Normally, that's when they do the setup. And, yeah. And they didn't do any setup. It was just general hospital, but in the swamp. So general, exactly. general swamp. <laughs> and then the last yeah. half hour, they tried to cram a story, a plot, the creatures. Yep. All in the the last, the cause, the cause, all in the last half hour, literally the last 30 minutes, they try to cram all that shit in. So if you want to skip all the cheesy bullshit, go to about halfway. Yeah, you really won't miss anything. You won't, unless you enjoy corny dialogue and some bullshit and a few little half-ass setup scenes and stuff like that. But that being said, Mr. Chris, what is your take on this particular feature sir well you know there were a couple things i did like i did like the music even though it was stock music i do enjoy the 50s sounding sci-fi what is it the uh, the theremin 
that the they use in all the 50 sci-fi movies. <laughs> I enjoyed I mean the acting was corny. I didn't really enjoy the acting, but I did like how the last scene when they are at the the very last like the five, last 5 minutes or so they, they film it during the day. So you finally get to see what the fuck is going on because the other 55 minutes of the movie are filmed at night and so it's dark as shit. You can't see any you fucking thing going on. Fucking thing. So that last 5 minutes you actually get to see what is all going on. You see where they're at, you get to see details and features and so even though yeah, it's the, like the director said hey fuck we better do something yeah so you've only got five minutes of film left and the government gonna get us if we don't produce something right right <laughs> so i like that part because you, you get you can actually see what the fuck's going on i like the music other than that i didn't really like anything else it took too long now i will say this it's drastically different from nowadays where nowadays movies tend to show you the creature from the get-go yes and with the exception of like uh, a quiet place or movies like that, like actual good creature feature movies, but most other creature feature movies will show you the monster from the get go, and then they'll show it too much in the movie to the point where it loses its. You know, it, it doesn't impact you. It doesn't have the same it's, impact. It, you know, it doesn't. Same. It, there's no shock factor anymore. Right. You're like, it's not okay, scary. Here comes the big slimy fucking thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Blah yeah. blah blah. So I appreciate the fact that you know back then they. I mean, even same with the last one. They. They chose to only give you a few quick glimpses, and then they kind of saved the reveal for the end of the movie. I, yes. I, I kind of like that sort of slow build-up to the reveal of the creature, even if it yeah. sucks as bad as the last two did. <laughs> I mean, the design was terrible. The creature creation was terrible, but they tried. They they mostly tried. Jesus. It's yeah. Like it, it... But even at 60 minutes, like I said. They looked like know? black bananas with sponges glued to them, dude. Yeah, it was, it was hor- I guess it was worse than cosplayers. It, it was know? horrible. Uh, so like even at 60 minutes half of the movie is nothing the other half is too much in in 30 minutes to try to cram in yeah no balance no and uh it was but it was kind of fun to sit there and make fun of it because nothing was fucking going on yeah and there was a lot to make fun of because it's always easy to make fun <laughs> of back you know backwards yokels oh yeah you know oh yeah uh so i uh while i enjoyed it and and there were some things i didn't like um, I can definitely see this being a movie you uh, can make fun of quite a bit and can play drinking games too, because <laughs> you can take a shot every time nothing happens. Which by the time the first thirty minutes rolls around, you'll be drunk as shit because nothing yep. happens in the first thirty minutes. Uh, so I'm gonna give this a three. Ah, yeah, sweet. three middle out of five turds. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. Heavy. Yeah, it, it's not completely terrible. Yeah. Um, I found it more fun than the woman eater. There was actually somewhat of a plot towards the last half hour. That's fair, and there was more interaction with the creatures. There was more interaction with the creatures. They were they were yep. they weren't just a a single prop sitting in the fucking corner of the room with just arms coming out. They were actual people in trash bags moving about. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a three. All right. What about you, James? All right, fair. All right. Well, to me, the acting was hilarious. Okay. I love the hillbillies. Yeah. Okay. Some of the other guys like Bing and all them, the smooth pimp types. Yeah. Typical 50s, you know, perfect hair. I'm talking like this. Those guys were boring, but the hillbillies for me made the acting. Okay. I love hillbillies in movies. Yeah. They crack me up. It's funny. They're so cliche. They're so stereotypical. The story was outlandish to the point where I liked the pre... the 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 hell's word I'm looking for here. Mm. I like the premise. The premise. Okay, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, nuclear power leeches, hey, I'm I'm fine with that. But yeah, the problem is they that. didn't explain that part. They, they gave it literally one sentence exactly. at the end. So that was pretty poor. The setup for the creatures was poor. Yeah. The costumes were a laugher. 
I mean, they were absolutely laughing. I mean, I, like I said, I realize the time period. This is the 50s. And it's independent. And it's independent. <laughs> I mean, they had, what, 30, you know, back then, about $12. <laughs> $12 can make a whole costume $12 back then. to make a costume. Yeah. That's it. The script, the dialogue was typical 50s. It was charming to me. The old, you know, the old horror movies are charming to me, even when they're lousy. Yeah, I, I agree with they, that. Because they just have an old feel to them. Yeah. They don't, you know... The, yeah, they got a lot of bad parts. I mean, they don't compare. They pale in comparison to today's horror. Right. It's like you you know, you know, talked about. Uh, so I am going to actually give this one a charming little two-turd. Nice. Two I'm going to go five. up a little right. bit because of the fact that I just found it funny. Yeah, yeah. And charming. Not, not a belly roller, but there were some parts to it that cracked me up. The, you know, the fat William Conrad chasing through the swamp and the begging and the... Yeah. It, it's it's corny, it's corny as hell mm-hmm. uh, and enough to be charming. So I'm going to actually give it a two-turd. I actually kind of like this one. Not great. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys will watch it and be like, what the hell were you thinking? But I personally, from my perspective, found it pretty... Uh, uh, I found it, you know, I guess you could say sufficient. <laughs> so I guess we, uh, we can... I guess we can both say we, we do recommend... That they see this sure a couple times at least, but drink yeah. This yeah, one yeah. you can play a drinking game too. Actually, uh, every time one of the hillbillies says something stupid, or you can do the mustache game because there's like twelve some you know there's like twelve thirteen motherfuckers on the screen at right. any one time. So you can play the mustache game, or you could just pick a word, a hillbilly word like y'all or over here or there, yonder or some shit like that. I mean, there's things you can do, or you so. can just take a take a shot every time there's a really bad hard cut. <laughs> Well, you better prepare yourself then. Yeah, you really need a lot of liquor for that one. It's bad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not something you'll want to watch seriously. Yep. It's something you want to watch for fun and drink and have fun with Like it. I said, I am not giving it two turds based on its horror quality. I'm giving it two <laughs> turds based on the comical element of the hillbillies. Yeah. Because yeah. I personally... I'm a country boy, and I find those guys really. I mean, I find them outlandish. Of course, these are swamp people. Yeah, these aren't mountain folk, but yeah. they're they're a kind of they're a, they're a hillbilly offshoot. Off, <laughs> they're they're like fourth cousins of the hillbilly. Yeah, yeah, gosh. And they brought out the whiskey jugs. You know, that, oh, yeah. that, that's a big sell. For Gotta me, have that. So. Gotta have that. All right. Well, that being said, where can they find this, James? They can find us on Facebook. All right. You can find us on Twitter and uh-huh. on Instagram under What the Suck Podcast. When you go to Instagram or Twitter, you need to put the underscores between the words, and you'll be able to find us pretty fast. We're right there up the top, and I don't believe there's any other What the Sucks out there, so we're no. pretty easy to find. And I think we're we're more active on Instagram than the other two. So that is correct. Our Instagram seems to be skyrocketing. I mean, yeah, so Facebook's if, always a drag. It's hard to get started. If you want to contact us, then uh, that would be the best place to do that. That would that is true. You can also find our podcast is now based on Anchor.fm. You can find us there. You can listen to us on Spotify, Castbox, or several other platforms. If you go to the site, you'll see all the platforms we're on. So if you have a favorite platform, it's most likely you'll be able to find us there. You can also send us voice messages from the site. You click on the link and you can actually send us a voice message. You can support us if you feel uh, like doing so. You know we appreciate that. Because uh, we are going to start having some guests, so the more you know, the farther along we get, you know, there's always expense. So if you guys want to help us out, that would be fantastic. If not, we just appreciate you being here listening. You can Chris? use the uh, so you can use this, the voice message option to send us your uh, review of a movie. 
Absolutely. One that we've watched or one that you've watched and you just want to share your uh, opinion on it, you can use that voice message option, do that, and then we will um, put it on our Instagram. Now, if you watch this movie, we would love to see your actual response. Get on there. Uh, leave your own small review. Tell us if we're crazy. Tell us what you think. If you, you know. think it's a classic and we're <laughs> full of shit, tell us that too. <laughs> We think we're on drugs and we just are, are retarded as shit, then tell us that too. Yeah, we're big boys. We can take it. Uh, yeah, so you can go to anchor.fm uh, backslash what suck and uh, you can find all information there. You can find all different uh, apps we're on or just go to your favorite app, type in what to suck, and you'll be able to find us there. And you can find James. If you want to find James, I am. Lo- I have a Facebook account. Uh, I am James E. Bishop III if you find me on there. Uh, you'll see me standing next to a loitering sign <laughs> on my profile picture. If you're if you're wondering, I am also on Instagram at James Bishop I I I three eyes. I mean, they, you know, that's the only way I can do the three thing. But it's James Bishop I I I. I'd love to hear from you. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Let's be friends, man. Why can't we be friends, right? You got it. All right, well, that's uh, that's it for this episode. We uh, look forward to talking to you guys next time. Until then, I'm Chris, and I'll see you at the next Suckfest. Yes, and I'm James, and if it ain't on what to suck, it ain't shit. Deuces. Peace. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.